What's up, everyone? Jess here from JamXP. On this episode, we interviewed Layla and Arthur from the band Fetters in Use. Joining us all the way from Russia, we talked about the band's origin story, shoegaze, what the music scene is like over there, and much more. That being said, sit back, relax, and we hope you enjoy the interview as much as we did. Hello. Hey, can you hear me? Yes. Yep. Yeah, that's great. And I can hear you too. Hi there. <laughs> so basically, we are waiting for our lead singer to join hey. the party. Oh, there she is. Oh, yeah. Oh, there we go. I heard something now. Yeah. Yeah. I heard noise. Noise is good. We like noise. Yeah, yes. we're shoegazers here. <laughs> hey hey hello hey. hello so yeah, how is look... how is the weather in russia cold and dark <laughs> and uh, snowy and harsh and whatever where it's where about in, in russia uh sorry where what whereabouts in russia are you uh, i do you mean like the cities yes Ah, yeah, I'm mm. in Moscow, and the guys are in St. Petersburg, uh, the, yeah, yeah. The, the second biggest city in the country. Yeah, Moscow's the capital, right? Yeah, Moscow's yes. the capital. <laughs> I know my geography somewhat. Sometimes Americans know things. Sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> we are not allowed to be joking like that. You can do that, and we cannot. <laughs> that right. would be politically incorrect. Oh. <laughs> That's no good. I just assume every country makes fun of us. No? Mm, not quite. <laughs> no, it, depends. it depends on who you're talking to, in fact. It's true. It's not, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. Yeah. Cultural differences, for sure. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, thank you for coming on the podcast. Thank you for inviting us. Yes, Chris was the one that found you guys, so... <laughs> I I actually found you on a I think it was a Spotify playlist for unsigned artists. Yep. Yeah, that's probably it. <laughs> and he was like, we should get them on. And I was like, okay, <laughs> we'll figure it out. We'll get it all set up. So we are all yours. You all right. Whatever you want with us. I don't know if you want to say that. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we'll just get started then, you know. So for for listeners' purposes, could you please introduce yourselves and the role you play in the band? Uh, we should start the, with the main person start. here. Ah, okay, yeah, okay. We can start. I'll, I'll go first. Uh, <laughs> my name's Arthur, and I'm the drummer, and I'm the person who is in a way responsible for the arrangements and the overall sound of the band. Okay. Yes, I'm Lila. I'm a vocalist. And I'm writing the lyrics, some vocal lines, and I think I'm the soul of the band. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I feel like the lead singer does have the majority of the soul of the band, you know? A lot of times yeah, they are the yeah. writers, not all the time, but majority of the time. Yes, yes, I agree. 
And we also have two guitarists and a bass player, but they are not yeah. able to join us in this lovely conversation <laughs> because their English level is not that good <laughs> to be actually talking, you know, and, uh, you know, for uh, what they want to say, for it to make sense to you. Yeah, Our English fine. is not that good either, but we can at least, you know, express yeah, our yeah. thoughts in a way they are not able to do that so we will be speaking on their behalf i guess that's no problem i mean i'm patient so if you have a hard time you know understanding our question <laughs> we can always reiterate it so okay that's yeah. good so i'm glad so, to hear that so how did everyone in the band meet so i moved in st petersburg almost two years ago and uh, our lead guitarist and the uh, writing guitarist uh old friends and <laughs> we've changed almost 10 bus players or five drummers so arthur is our i hope last drummer <laughs> our man so i found them uh, in social network uh, before that i worked uh, remotely with moscow musician on my first grunge uh, grunge ap album so i decided to found some great musician here and i found dana sent them my demo and they sent their material to me and there was great connection with the first sound and so we're here yeah there that's no, that's yeah. good yeah i mean every band has growing pains so i mean if you're on your yeah. hopefully your last drummer now <laughs> yes. and bass player and bass player yes yeah, yeah it's yeah. kind of tough to find the decent bass player and a decent drummer i believe that's the thing that's quite common in the u.s too right so like every drummer plays in eight bands you know and something like that yeah if uh, he or she's uh, good enough at playing the drums it's yeah a pain. I, it's I think it's common here too that a lot of guitarists want to be oh. in a band, but there's they already have a guitarist, so they just play bass or learn bass. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we have that issue too. So, like drummers are a pain always. <laughs> guitarists, not so much. Where did the band name come from? Uh, we looked at many names, uh, and uh, we found. Fetters, uh, we look across uh, in Buddhism. Uh, there's they have a great importance uh, in Buddhism because uh, that means the person can achieve nirvana when he's broke his boundaries, his fetters, and uh, uh, we lived in some harsh times, and we feel like like we in fetters too. Mm -hmm. So we. We saw a very um, simple but very interesting picture uh, on some resources I don't remember, uh, and there was a person in fetters on his feet, and the caption was "fetters in use." Ah, it was but, it was a Wikipedia page actually. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Good old so, Wikipedia. Yeah, yeah. Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> so we realized that. There was a great and perfect name for us. So there was a choice. Yeah. 
See, I, I think it's pretty unique. Like, um, I am, you know, very much into the idea that the band name should be as unique as possible, at the same time being, you know, uh, really um, easy to pronounce mm -hmm. and quite easy to remember to follow. So I think that name's quite good. Yeah, I, I think it's good. I mean, I didn't honestly know what fetters were, so I had to look it up. So I was like, oh, what is a fetter? Same thing, same <laughs> thing here. So it made me think and have to actually look it up. So yeah, it's so, great because yeah. we want people, you know, to get interacting with exactly. us. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You definitely want interaction. So we talked about how everyone met in the band. So how did the band sort of form and, and everything and come together? Like, what is your origin story? I think that we have a great music taste, in my humble opinion, <laughs> yes, and we have uh, a different music taste. And this uh, thing, like, we connected with each other and uh, we created our music with our mood, with our pre preferences, and I think it's um, kind of our superpower. I mean, I like grunge, uh, Arthur like, Arthur, what do you like? I like jazz. <laughs> like jazz, yes. And, uh, I could hear a little uh, bit of it in there. Yeah, and our lead guitarist and, and rhythm guitarist uh, love shoegaze and uh, heavy metal. Uh, and, uh, you know, I think the music connect us. I don't know. It's it's simple thought, but I think it's uh, it's kind of we are. I don't yeah. know how to say. It. And yeah. yeah, and speaking of the history of the band, like when it came to be, I wasn't there, but I was acquainted already with uh, Danya, who is the lead guitarist, and in fact, he's the leader of the band. Um, I guess he was interacting with you before, right? Uh, so um, we were already, we knew each other and he would start to bring me some demos, uh, like uh, uh, something he recorded at home all by himself. And I was like, oh, that's interesting, you know. And then I was just, you know, looking at it from, from the side, from outside, uh, when he had a second guitarist and he found a lead singer and so on and then one day he would say to me something like we don't have a decent drum or something like that would you mind joining us and i was like not really because <laughs> I, I don't have that much time you know and i'm quite busy with having lots of gigs and whatever uh because i'm a full-time musician it's not my hobby i play in uh, some bands uh so but when he showed me some of the latest demos i thought that was you know unusual and interesting music to me and i was like maybe we can work on some arrangements you know to get the recordings done and then it all kind of went and came together so yeah. that's how it is now nice and now yeah, we're I mean... only changing best bass players from time <laughs> to time. i mean sometimes it just takes knowing someone and then a band is you know made sure 
So, so what made you both want to be musicians, like become musicians? Oh, that's a tough one. Ah, okay, okay. Arthur, uh, first. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's a tough question for me personally because it's not like I chose to be a musician. Uh, I was just, you know, playing since I was like eight or nine years old. And I played guitar and I still do. And then I switched to drums, being at like the age of 15, I guess. And then you know time passed by and i've i've become so much more you know in a way drowned into the music industry it's like i wasn't trying hard to get there right it just kind of got me in uh and then all of a sudden i'm a full-time musician <laughs> okay that's how it goes uh so i've started to uh, you know, make money out of music when I was like 22. I'm 30 now, so I have you know, quite a lot of experience. Yeah. Yeah, and that's how it came to be. I'm sure you're a better drummer than I am. <laughs> you can check that out. No, I can't even. Play what, what's your band? What's your band? I don't have a band. <laughs> I you just can't play. Have. I can't even play drums on Guitar Hero. Ah. <laughs> well, uh, in fact, I can play guitars. Oh, I can play drums in Guitar Hero too. See, I can't. It's do too that. hard. It's too hard. <laughs> okay, Layla, what what will you say? We lost oh, we can your hear audio. You. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Uh, yeah, we can hear it now. Yeah. Yeah. As I say, it's for me. I think I have very poetic reason to be a musician because uh, I grew up in quite conservative uh, society uh, then you know there are very many boundaries fetters if you wish so uh, I wanted my voice to be heard by other people and uh, since I was a child I, I love to sing the, uh, my parents uh, didn't see my passion on this and you know when I said to my mom and my dad I, I want to sing I want to musician maybe in the future but they say oh come on just it's not it's not important it's not uh, interesting you should you know learn some simple stuff some ordinary stuff like you know economist or I mean <laughs> some kind of not interesting stuff for me and then I in 25 I realized that uh, I want to become a musician and I want to sing because uh, in, in my deep soul things I realized that I have a great voice actually uh, uh, this low voice the sonorous voice and I can uh, show to the people what I can, uh, how I can sing, how I can uh, show my faults and my lyrics. And so that's, that's my story. <laughs> well, you have a beautiful voice. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you. It's interesting you mentioned that too. I feel like that's how things were here in the U.S. as well, like when we were growing up, Jess, uh, back then, 
if you wanted to do something artistic, they're like, no, you want to go to school. You want to go to college. You want to get a job. Um, and now I almost feel like it's the complete opposite. Like parents are very encouraging of like the arts. And now, at least here in America, I don't know how it is there. Um, all those jobs that parents discourage their kids from like trades, like welding, plumbers. Now we don't even have enough of them in America. They're, they're so few and far between because our parents told us, don't learn that, go to college. <laughs> yeah, in a way we had that too. It was um, a very common thing for parents to try to get their kids to know, um, like to get the higher education and to uh, be like lawyers or something of the kind. So I guess hmm. it's kind of the same for us. And I think one of the reasons why it happened, because we are now in somewhat simpler times uh, compared to what it used to be, especially here in Russia, because, you know, Soviet Union just uh, fell apart and people were really unsure about what's coming. So they just wanted, in a way, they wanted the best for their kids. I can't right. understand them now when I'm in my 30s. But, you know, of course, at that time, being that kid was kind of disappointing. Right. That's for sure. Definitely. But I was lucky. I was quite lucky. My parents were not against that as long as I was able to, you know, have good grades at school. They were like, okay, you can do whatever you want. <laughs> what are some local Russian influences on the band or maybe some international influences as far as uh, other bands or artists? Tons of them, really. There are tons of them. And you know, what I wanted to point out is that we have a somewhat unique situation when we are getting our influences from all over the world. I don't think it's the same in the US. I, I don't know nothing about that, but it's what I assume that we have a tendency to, you know, have our influences from the US and from Great Britain and from Japan and from all other parts of the world in a kind of equal way. You know, what I want to say is that I think American musicians tend to concentrate more on the American scene and like get the influences from there. There's not so much, I believe, there's not so much influence from the Great Britain or from Japan, from Asia, whatever. Um, and we at the same time have you know, all those influences coming. I personally am a huge fan of Japanese shoegaze music. It's something absolutely unique. And, you know, in fact, Japanese music as a whole is something out of the world. Like I, I can't find the right words to describe it. Yeah. How much complicated the harmony is. How is the whole approach to writing different from what we are used to hearing? So, yeah, a lot of influences come from here and, of course, from great, you know, bands from Great Britain, Slow Dive, um, you know, My Bloody Valentine, all those, uh, uh, all this indie shoegaze scene and, of course, Britpop acts, you know, Oasis, Radiohead, Blur, whatever. And, of course, a lot of American musicians, but honestly, I wouldn't say that I can mention any act, any American act, 
that would be like definitive for me. It's like American music as a whole. It yeah. sounds in a different way. It also has the unique way of sounding. You can listen to the band and you can tell it's American. Yeah. So like the overall sound of that scene, of the grunge scene, especially Seattle scene and whatever. Yeah, that's uh, so it, you know, it comes from all over the world and it's getting this unique blend mixture and we are trying to convey that. Nice. Yeah, I mean, I can see it. Like, I understand that for sure, that Americans kind of take from each other mm -hmm. more than anyone over the seas, overseas and everything. So, yeah. Oh, we don't have audio again. Can try and pick oh. up the mic a little, maybe. Now? Yeah. 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 Okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. So I agree with uh, all Arthur said. I just wanted to say about uh, one influence uh, of our late guitarist, Dania. <laughs> he told me that I, I told you about them. It's a band uh, called Everything Made in China. Uh, is uh, influenced us uh, simply by the stage presence, you know. It, it, in the 2000s, the band was uh, some unique, uh, some did some great and realistically cool music for the local scene, and uh, now they broke up, but our members just <laughs> remember them and love them and and there was a great uh, great influence for us so uh, he's a fan of explosion uh, of the sky so i'm the fan of grunge as i said like Alison chains uh, maybe some barrel jam songs and uh, from new metal deftones and uh, Garbage, I love garbage, and many people compare the, them with us, uh, especially me. <laughs> so it's very, it was very honor for me to compare with Shirley Manson. So that was great. Yeah, I can hear the influence for sure. Yeah, yeah. So when I reached out, uh, you emphasized that fetters in use is shoegaze. Uh, can you explain more uh, what that is? Um, you know, what I would like to point out is that I believe shoegazing is a term that is something, you know, I would say obscure, like we don't have the exact definition of what that is. It is the music to me that is trying to concentrate on the sound, on the on being in a way ethereal or haunting or you know uh we want not we but shoegaze bands i believe want people to drown in their music hence the name slow dive it's mm -hmm. a great definition by itself the music makes you drown in it and we kind of want to have the same approach to it like we want people to be 100% in the music, although we want it to be a little more hard than usual, more like having distorted guitars and whatever, mixed with grunge mostly. So it's kind of grunge gaze, I believe. Yeah. Grunge gaze. Yeah. <laughs>
So yeah, we try we trying to mix shoegaze with heavy music. You know, in our interpretations, is our first AP is a kind of mix of shoegaze, grunge, and uh, shoegaze. It's like it's more reverb and uh, effects and lead guitar. And uh, the album, I think, turned out to be more explosive, explosive than shoegaze. Uh, but you know, the thing with the album we are writing now, we'll be able to show our shoegaze sound to the fullest. Thing. So, well, we look forward to it. <laughs> so, what is the underground music scene like in Russia? Uh, <laughs> I think now Russian underground uh, has survived the crisis and recovering. A lot of bands uh, left Russia of the Ukrainian crisis, and now someone has returned it. Someone new has appeared, and um, but I think in in general the number of uh, concert and listeners uh, is increasing every day. So. Uh, uh, we we have in Russia we have uh, a large and strong emo music scene. Uh, there's a, I think it's uh, shoegaze uh, number of right shoegaze bands in, increased too. <laughs> we uh, I can mention uh, some great uh, shoegaze bands uh, from Russia. It's Dog Silent, the sound of classic shoegaze. Marto, uh, it's right. It's like a real indie orchestra. Uh, Vija is uh, shoegaze mixed with metal, and uh, my favorite heavy plane. Uh, Describe they sell like grunge gaze, as I said. But I think it's, uh, it's kind of difficult to describe them. I advise you to listen to their first album. They're really great. Yeah, I guess we can provide you with the links uh, after we finish for the sure. conversation. Yeah, for sure. So you, yeah, you better check them out. They are cool. Yes, for sure. That's yes, it's so amazing. That's all what we're about here is discovering new music and sharing it with people. So that'd be awesome. Yeah, um, we have great bands here, but it's true underground, you know. Right. <laughs> it's like it's unpopular. It's not very much, uh, very well known all over the world. But we have some acts who, you know, made kind of uh, success in Europe and the US. But mm, I wouldn't I say I have Venus, a band. Yeah, Life, yeah, on, Life on Venus. Yeah, and, uh, there is a band uh, called Life on Venus. Yeah, who were quite successful. Aerofall, I don't know about these guys, but I believe, yeah. Danny so we, we, we have some bands, yeah. Yeah, okay. Danny is a fan of Russian shoegaze. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So with the way you're describing the underground scene and like since becoming a band, how often are you able to get to play a show? <laughs> it depends, you know, because there's always a chance to play a shitty show, which we don't want, in fact. Uh, you know, a, a local gig is a thing that it's not quite hard to make, to, to create the event. But it's not worth it for 
you know, many times it's not worth it. Like, we don't want to play a show where no one would come to see us, basically. So uh, having a good show is, I would say, like once a month, maybe something like that. Got to plan it out ahead of time and get it, get buzz for it. Yeah, sure. We have to plan it out. And we have, in fact, planned the show for February now. I guess late February, if I remember that correctly. So yeah, we have to plan it. And <laughs> the funny thing is that I actually live in the other city, so I have to plan my trip as well. Yeah. Must and being be in the US, you know what distance is. Like, oh, yeah. Uh, Distance-wise, it's uh, kind of not that easy. So yeah, I have to plan that. No, Jess and I actually have never met in person. Uh, we've been friends for 18-ish years, but we live, how far of a drive is it? Like 13, 14 13 hours? 13 hours mm. away from each other. Yeah. Yeah. So we get the distance thing yeah. for sure. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure, sure. It's like when you're talking to the Europeans from, uh, you know, smaller countries, they do not get that idea that two cities can be very far from each other. Yeah, because so, I mean... In Europe, it's very compact for sure. Mm -hmm. So what are some of your favorite local venues by you guys? Uh, that's a tough question because <laughs> I honestly believe that none of the local <laughs> venues we have a chance to play at <laughs> are that good and worth you know, describing, uh, we have, we have great clubs and, uh, we have great concert stadiums, but you know, bands like these do not play there. Uh, so yeah. So what, what venues have that. you gone to as like, just a, a, a patron, like going a concert goer, have you gone to that you like though? Mm, you know, they are not that special to describe. It's oh. not like uh, this, uh, you know, LA sphere that we can talk about, right? Uh, we had just have uh, those stadiums and those big clubs. There are nothing special, in fact, <laughs> except for, you know, how many people they can get into. Yeah. Like 5K or 25K, but it's still, it doesn't matter. They are not special. If, uh, you know, Leila, if you have something to say about local venues, please go. But I, I, you know, I just can't come up with something, actually. Unfortunately, I don't have to say about this. It's... Yeah, I agree with you, with every word you said. So. so it's just, you know, you see, it's not that bad. It's just nothing special, you know. There's right. nothing to describe about it. We get it. We get it. Okay. <laughs> I would I would describe that as every venue here in Syracuse. <laughs> like I have my favorite to go to, but it's still nothing special. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like it's just I believe it's kind of the same all over the world, right? So it's just a you know, a venue. We play there for people. We have good sound. Sometimes we have bad sound. Yeah, that matters because mm, we can have a sound guy who, you know, got drunk and doesn't give a whatever <laughs> so <laughs> that's how it goes basically from time to time nothing there's even nothing to you know to be talking about in fact it's just what we have uh, can you concert that was great i think that 
because we have an Arthur as a drummer, <laughs> <laughs> and we have a great bass player as a Slava. Our five or six best, six best player, and he's great. And I, I hope that he's he will our last best player too. And we were great, actually. I I was very self-critical person, but I, you know, I was very delighted and uh, it was amazing, so I can say. And can we tell guys what happened there? To you, I mean, personally. Can we share these news? Is it okay if we share it? I mean, sure. I, you can share I, whatever I, you want with us. No, no, there's, no. there's no preface to what this I, 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 is, so I don't know. It, yeah, I'm asking Leila now because it's kind of, you know, a personal thing. Uh, so, in fact, she got proposed at the end of uh, oh, the Oh, my game. God. Yes. So her boyfriend came to the me. stage. Yeah, her boyfriend came to the stage and took a mic and said a couple of very nice and touching words and proposed yeah. to her, in fact. And she huh. said yes, and we like were all, American you know, rom com. Yeah, <laughs> American rom com. Yep, kind of. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, it was very unexpected for me, and in fact, that all of these people knew about that, and I did have no idea. <laughs> what yeah, we knew about it. To do. Yeah, like huh. in actors. I mean actors without oscars so <laughs> well it's more than my my husband did when he proposed to me so <laughs> wait now i didn't know i don't know this story jess me yeah he, honestly he was going we our first date ever was at a zoo and we were on one of those little trains at the zoo <laughs> that they have and he wanted to, the next year he proposed to me he wanted to do it on the train but he forgot the ring in the car because <laughs> it was hot so then he ended up just proposing to me at the lakefront, but he didn't even get out on one knee. <laughs> he was too embarrassed because there were people all around. So yeah, it wasn't anything special. So I think getting proposed to at a at a show while you're performing and everything and on stage, I think that's a little more special. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and it was unexpected because you had no idea. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I had no idea. You'll never forget it. Absolutely not. <laughs> Uh, could you walk us through the band's writing process? Yeah. Um, Dania and Larik, our lead guitarist and writing guitarist, uh, recording some arrangements in their home and they sang in our general chat. And I, I listened to that. So I wrote the lyrics, some vocal line, and if we like everything, we just... Uh, send the Arthur and Slava and they recording uh, they own arrangements in their home so uh, then we met uh, once a week on rehearsals and just playing our songs so it's simple process that's it's all <laughs> yeah so it, it yeah. kind of starts with uh, guitar riffs all the time it's guitar based music after all so yeah mm. it starts yeah. with uh, some guitar parts and then they just uh, kind of pick what they like and try to come up with vocal lines and after the whole process i am to you know 
make the whole arrangement come together because <clears throat> we sometimes have things that guys are just not able to you know notice in the moment and i'm a little more into music theory and stuff so i can hear that and see that like some nasty intervals or whatever or the sounds that are missing or some back vocal lines that we can try to include so yeah that's how we do it like a musical genius Arthur. <laughs> 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 made our song as genius as himself so <laughs> yeah i believe each band should have a drummer who knows music theory better than anyone else <laughs> it doesn't need it but he needs to know it. Yeah, maybe they do. <laughs> so we noticed that the lyrics are in English as opposed to Russian. Is there a reason behind that? Everyone asked us about this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, we don't like we don't like haters of Russian language. No, of course, but we like how American how. Uh, American English language sounds, uh, it's very simple reason uh, why we write and sing in English. And we grew up in foreign language. I never, I never listened to Russian music, you know, in my childhood. And uh, we just like how it sounds. Very, yeah. It's more musical than Russian for me and, and for, all, uh, for all members. So it's quite possible that we can write and sing in Russian in future. But now we just want to do this in English. Yeah. That's the reason. Yeah. There's a huge discussion going, you know, in Russian music industry, <laughs> yeah, yeah. whether you should, uh, you know, try to sing in English or you shouldn't. Yes, yes. And a lot of people kind of blame us for doing that, not because of some, you know, political reasons or whatever. No, they don't care about that, but they you know they are more i would say ready to interact with our music when they can understand the words easily which isn't the case when we uh, sing in english because you know a lot of people in russia are kind of poorly educated in this field i mean in foreign languages russian itself is quite hard and having one more language to be able to speak freely is a rare occasion, I would say. I'm able to do that because I've studied that. I actually have a degree in English translation, written translation, that is. But I know the language quite well, so I can, you know, express my thoughts what I'm what I want to see from the inside I can use English to do that and because it sounds better when saying it sounds much better than Russian Russian is kind of you know harsh all those sounds they are not that pleasant for the year so yeah we if we are able to express what we want to express in English then we prefer to sing in English too yeah. But that's what people mostly dislike about the band. Yeah. It's not not like dislike, but they kind of don't get why we do that. Right. I understand it. I get how that is. I mean, I've listened to some bands 
from overseas before. And sometimes they kind of like sneak in some parts that are in their their home language and everything. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of unique in that way. You Maybe you could do that, like throw in a couple things here. A little verse has that. Maybe make the other people happy. <laughs> yeah, you know, if the song allows us to do that, why not? Why not? Right. Sure. The Japanese do that all the time, you know, kind of, but they um, basically do vice versa. They right. uh, sing in Japanese and sneak in English words. It's so funny, you know, when you don't know Japanese, just to be listening to these songs and then all of a sudden they're like, Starless Night. And then, yeah. <laughs> you're like, well, what the? What's that? Yeah, I mean, I've I've listened to plenty of Japanese music because I'm really into anime and stuff. So I've heard a lot of Japanese intros for the the shows I watched. So yeah. and movies. It's funny, but I know a lot of American artists will translate a complete song, but then leave the one verse in the native tongue that the song was originally in, and it's so weird. Like Goldfinger did it with Ninety Nine Red Balloons. Yeah. Ah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Instead of luft balloons? Yeah. <clears throat> <laughs> yes. And somehow John learned how to speak or do the whole, that whole verse in German. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Definitely did. Chris? According to my notes, you <laughs> got the next solid. question. What? <laughs> I have the next question. <clears throat> yeah. Are you sure? Yeah, I'll ask it anyway. So what do you hope listeners take away from your music? The feeling of comfort. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the feeling of being drowned in it. The feeling of, oh, that's a lovely guitar tone. You know, something like that. Well, it's a kind of a personal question so i guess the soul of the band has to reply oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very hard question i'm not i i don't want to be a banal to say you know i want to the people feel something and uh, you know drink beer and have fun in <laughs> our music but i think last concert I had a really intimate connection with the crowd when I sang my own song uh, and that was really beautiful and, and I was so happy that people just felt that, not because they think, oh my God, she's so great, she's so, you know, not my ego stuff, you know, like, yeah, I'm good, I'm great, but uh, that after, after that, the people came to me and said that this music, this songs in my voice, just like, you know, they have goosebumps on their skin and uh, felt like they're drowning in music. And that was, for me, it's a great compliment. I think I'm almost crying because I just realized that I, I'm here for some reason. Just everything I did, it's... It means something, something special for people and for me too, of course. So I think there is my my feelings about that. So. <laughs> yeah. Ah, you see, that's why I couldn't answer this question because I'm here <laughs> just to, you know, beat the living shit out of my drum kit. So <laughs> basically, <laughs> I have nothing to say about it. Well, you have plenty to say, you know. <laughs> 
maybe maybe you'll have something to say about this one um who would you like to collaborate given the chance who would you like to collaborate with collaborate well do we mean those who are still alive it can be anyone yeah, can I mean, be you alive, can bring someone back dead. from the dead if you want I don't know yeah I see Mm-mm-mm. you know what we would like to collaborate first of all with uh, some great artist in the field of synthesizer based music I would say that would be very interesting to bring some electronic sounds to that uh, guitar yeah. sound that we have that would be uh, nice but you know i don't have a name to come to mind right now it's just you know a general thought and it would also be great to try some male singer who would you know be singing like a counterpart uh with low voice and to see how voices blend oh yeah, yeah that would that would be interesting like uh the name that comes to mind is uh i believe the name is david sylvian do you know this person he's alive uh he's i wouldn't say he's very well known but he he is Chris, kind Chris of will look it up right now i'm already on it you know it yeah <laughs> david sylvian he is he has a very unique uh, male voice that would be really interesting uh do you know the band blonde redhead no perhaps you uh you should you definitely well, should. i'll have to look they, it they, up they they are from the states actually but uh it's quite interesting they there are three of them and the lead singer is from japan and the guitar player and drums player they are from italy but they're located in the states and they are pretty well known inside the indie scene and right now they are touring so they are not like a an unknown band their first album if i remember that correctly was produced by sonic youth's drummer you know what's what's his name i forgot so yeah they're quite influential i would definitely love to collaborate with them and in fact i had a chance to meet them once they came to Russia in 2017 and I was like guys I want to you know express so much gratitude for your music that was cool so I, must, I must say that I now a big fan of the Sweden band called Viagra Boys I don't know <laughs> so I I love them so much and uh, when Arthur said about low deep male voice i remember like sebastian sebastian murphy and they're absolutely great they i, I mean i'm in love <laughs> with this guy so now in my uh humble wish my dream my girly dream is like col- collaborate with sebastian, sebastian murphy once <laughs> i want to meet him drink beer with him and just you know kind of sing with him because he's a great I mean, I'm in love with these guys. So if, if you didn't listen to them, uh, I recommend it. Really, really recommend it them. Check out. They're yes. Great. Definitely check them out. I've never heard of them. 
I mean, that's what it's about on this podcast. I'm like, I love finding out about new music. Okay. So what is the funniest moment you've ever experienced as a band? Have you had any moments where you guys just had to laugh it off and it was just hilarious or anything? We played dark music in cold Russia. How is that possible that we can have oh, fun come at all? On. We don't know fun. what fun is. <laughs> What's the word? <laughs> I never heard it. <laughs> yeah, go on. I remember two funny things, but I'm not quite sure the funny or sad. <laughs> you decide because, uh... See, that's what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. She doesn't even know if they're funny or sad. <laughs> Russian humor. <laughs> so uh, first time, or well, the first thing, funny thing, uh, we played our uh, songs called "Scary," and uh, <laughs> yeah, the toxic name. So uh, we we spent a three hours of all our rehearsal to play this song, and uh, <laughs> we had at this time a new drummer, another new drummer. So he came <laughs> in rehearsal and played with us this song. So after that, he just stand out, just uh, took his drum sticks and go. And I, okay, guys, bye. I will call you. I, I will write you later. So <laughs> just go and never come back. And we oh. never see him again. <laughs> so we call him, you know, how will you play with us and just he's not answering he just you know no guys so it's silence and uh, we laugh yeah but it was kind of sad <laughs> because he oh, left oh. us yeah <laughs> so the second thing it was the bass player uh, he was from hardcore band before us and uh, on the concert he the whole crowd sent say to him, say to him, just please turn the volume down. You're very harsh. Did everyone just drowning in your sound, please? And he said he yelled at them and, and said, You stand in the corner. I'm a great bass player. You just don't understand. <laughs> so we were embarrassing what he's doing. And it was like, you know. Funny and sad and embarrassing at the same time, but we just, you know, after that, he left us too, so. I was going to say, <laughs> yeah. is he still in the band? That's the question. No, no, he's not in the band, <laughs> yeah. Sounds yeah, like he so. thought he was a really, really good bass player, and he just wanted yeah. to be heard and no one else. Yes, yes, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> so... Yeah, it's kind of hard not not only to find a person who is a decent player, but uh, who is a great human being. Right. That's yes. so hard. Yes. yes, very hard. Especially in bass players. I, I don't know why bass players are so complicated people, so <laughs> weird people in some ways, but I don't know. Just, just bass players, like some i don't understand them <laughs> yeah it's great that you don't have to actually <laughs> yeah. yeah so my my last question for you um so this is pretty much what my life revolves around uh food uh so what's some great russian food that we could try 
it's the toughest question of all. Truly, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it, it really oh, is. Is it because I included the word great in there or what what makes it tough? No, no. <laughs> it's just that um, you know speaking of food it's it's kind of in a way connected with what I was talking about when I was speaking about music that we have influences from all over the world and uh, I honestly believe Russian people can blame me for that opinion, but I honestly believe we don't have that much of uh, Russian, what's the word, mm, like local food. What like they, a cultural food? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. like something special. I yes, yes. truly believe we don't have that. You know, we have what everyone knows about. We have vodka. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Great. But nothing special. We have all kinds of food available to us like mediterranean food you know georgian japanese whatever and i believe that we are in a way losing our own cultural aspect of that i just forgot the word there is a word that goes like c like symbol, something symbol like a sound no no no, no, no. the letter c the letter c classic Cuisine, cuisine. What's the word? Cuisine. Cuisine. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I was trying to come up with. I just forgot the word. Yeah. So we don't have it. I believe we don't have our traditional Russian cuisine. What's the best Russian vodka? Uh, come on. No, I'm a fan of beer. I just I don't drink vodka. <laughs> and I don't drink anything. I'm not really a drinker either. I was just curious. Well, you have to come there one day and try it for yourself. I actually worked with someone who's from Russia, so she's got dual mm. citizenship. And I don't remember where in Russia, but she just went back not that long ago and visited. So, yeah, I don't know where she's from, though. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I think that was our last question, right, Chris? It was. Was the food one? Yeah, it, you just kind of did the the last question that was the toughest one, and I'm I guess yeah, extremely disappointed that I can't say you know anything <laughs> worth the question. Well, that's okay. I can I can ask my favorite question, see if they have an answer. He he loves this question. He asks it to everyone. This is this is my favorite question. So, um, have you guys seen the movie? Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. Sure. Okay. So they say, or Johnny Depp says he got his influence for his on-screen character from Keith Richards. Yeah. Do yeah. you have an influence for your on-stage performance? <laughs> from Keith Richards, or from anybody. <laughs> from anybody? <laughs> from anyone? Like, does somebody influence the way you perform on stage? Ah, yeah, I can come up with the answer quite quickly. And you may be familiar with the person. Uh, you know the band Paramore, don't you? Yes. You know their drummer, Zach Farrow? He's a beast. He's just a beast in that. And, you know, the way he uh, acts on the stage is what I would describe as a perfect rock drummer. So if you play rock, if you play alternative music, that's how you should behave on stage. That's how you should put your whole soul into it. 
like the oldest mm, recordings and live shows he played uh, during their first period of Paramore. It's like 2009, 2008, or something like that. He was just a complete beast. I watched these shows and I'm like, God, how can he actually, you know, work so hard? It's out of this world. I don't have any other major influence as a drummer. Yeah. You know, there are tons of great drummers, sure. Yeah, and I, and I know lots of names, but no one influenced me that much. You? She's thinking, oh, Mike's not working. Now? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, I I adore Tina Morena from Deftones, but uh, he's not quite my influencer, but I really like his moves in these video clips and, and the concerts. But my favorite artist, I think it's Lane Staley from Alice in Chains. Uh, but he was so dark, you know, dark inspiration for me to present myself on the stage. But I really like how he drawn into his music and his uh, passion his first concert when he was sober i think and not ill with drugs uh, and at the end of his career so i think elaine staley and tina moreno my favorite influencers on stage i can see that nice yeah. <laughs> thanks and jim morrison yeah from the doors yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i like how chris points at his yeah. stuff Two you got Jim Morrison, and I have a set it off poster. <laughs> oh, yeah. And a Motion City soundtrack one. Wait, I can't do it. There. <laughs> yes, yes, I can see that. So, yeah, well, I guess that's our last question then. Chris wanted to throw that one in there as a last minute curveball. Another favorite question. <laughs> <laughs> sure, that's something we can talk about. Right. Not, not the food. <laughs> it's just easier to talk yeah. about music well thank you so much for coming on the podcast we've had a wonderful time i mean i've yeah. i've learned a lot about your band and everything and can't wait to hear more you did talk about like you were recording for like a full-length album you said yeah yes. is there a timeline at all for that that you think late you might spring 2024 i believe late all spring right, well. early summer We'll definitely so, yeah. keep an eye out for that and an ear. Thank you. <laughs> thank you so much for having us. Yeah, it's great. Uh, no I problem. enjoyed thank all you. the question, really. That's yeah, cool. thank you for sure. Well, that does it for this episode of Jam XP listeners. We would like to thank Layla and Arthur again for coming on the podcast. It was awesome having you on. We really enjoyed learning about the band and can't wait to hear new music in the future. Please, listeners, go check out Fetters in Use on Instagram, YouTube, and wherever you listen to music. As always, don't forget to subscribe, follow, and share with your friends all things JamXP. We would also love to hear your thoughts about this episode, so please comment on one of our social media posts or in the comments section of this episode on Spotify. Until next time, thanks for listening and take care. <laughs>